Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you take deep breaths, it changes your heart rate, it changes your blood pressure, it changes your respiratory rate, your breathing rate. Um, and it, it helps to shift the neurochemicals and the pathway of information um, in your brain so that you're not freaking out anymore. And just I just say zone in, tune into yourself uh, and tune out of the external environment that's stressing you out. I just wanted all of you guys to know that today I'm going to be talking about a little bit about anxiety because it's a real thing. It sucks. And I lived with it, I still live with it, but I'm just much better at coping with it now. And I wanna share with you. I've been talking about it, thanks for coming by. And I can see the comments now. So here's the thing, real quick. Yesterday I went live for like 30, 40 minutes. And I was wondering, nobody was watching, nobody was tuning in. And I was like, this is weird. Um, and then I go to post it after, and it just psh, disappears, vanishes. It doesn't exist. I so I was started to think to myself, hey, maybe today was all a dream because I was just in like a daze yesterday. I was in a doozy daze. Oh, hey, um, and in my doozy days, I I don't know. The live just didn't exist. So I'm sorry that that happened. Um, so I'm doing it again here today. I'm basically going to go over the same thing that I went over yesterday, but now you can actually access it. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Clapping, happy and applauding. Okay, that's why I'm just explaining things. So here we are wearing my Apollo Cinema shirt. That's super dope. I uh, got my water. We got the vibe set. I actually yesterday, here's the thing. We were going to talk about like stress and anxiety and I like had a tea here with me. I was like drinking my tea. It was like a stress tea and it was cool, but um, I don't have that tea to go with this. But, you know, in, uh, in honor of the topic of conversation, I would say, you know, get yourself a nice beverage, you know, something that reduces your anxiety, that uh, reduces your stress. I'm doing this like nudging, like I'm nudging you I'm raising my arm as if I'm nudging you to go get that beverage for yourself. Um, but yeah, let's just get the ball rolling, shall we? Let's get this ball rolling. Um, and I want to start off by saying, hey, I lived with, I got diagnosed with social anxiety at the age of like 14. Uh, and so it was pretty obvious. I was that person where I just, I, I feared going and like talking to people at restaurants. Um, I wouldn't order my own food. I would have my sister order food for me because the it would be so agonizing for me to speak to somebody in public, um, even my server. So I would get in line, like for example, at even a fast food place or, or yeah, like you're in line and you see the whole menu and I'm like panicking the whole time. I'm like panicking. I'm like, oh God, I have to make it I have to make a choice and I was like I don't know what I want and I know this is not a big deal but this was what anxiety did to me okay so I'd be like okay I need to make a choice but I don't know what I want what if I what if I make the wrong choice um and what if you know what if I don't know the fear of not knowing if the decision that I'm going to make will be a good decision or a bad decision 
causes me anxiety. Um, and the fact that I had to speak to somebody to order the food also caused me anxiety. So I would just be like in this really freaked out state and like panicking and being like, oh my God. And also I was like, everyone's judging me. So I'd be freaking out. Um, and then imagine this. So you go and you get your food and you finally order and you're like, whew, that was a whole ordeal. You just panic. You get to the front. You don't even know what you want. You just blurt something out. You're like, I'm going to get this. Um, hopefully it's good. Um, and then say you're with people that you're like, maybe not that familiar with, you're not that close with. So inside your mind, you're like, oh gosh, these people are going to think I'm crazy because I just ordered something that I don't actually want. Um, and I'm sitting there and now I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be a messy eater. They're going to think I'm eating weird. I have to talk to them. I don't want to talk to them. What do I say? What do I not say? You know, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh my God. Like right now my heart is pounding and um, my, t my chest is tight. Just think thinking about it, just talking about it. Um, I was that person. I'd be like, I don't know. What's the thing to say? Uh, and now I'm like, what do I do? Um, uh, what's the right thing to do? So I would just like sit back, be quiet and just be like, I hope nobody says anything to me. I am freaking out right now. Um, and who knows what I'll say. So sometimes, and then I would just say something and I'd be like, wow, that was weird. Um, and I would like let that get worse and it would just like boil up inside and I would be like, this is terrible. I can't wait to go home and be alone by myself. Um, so that was like a big part of my life. And uh, so that was like the social anxiety, just being in social settings, like having to interact with people wasn't cool for me. And then Miles goes, now you can go live talking to people. Miles, I have come a very long way. Let me just say, I feel like the social anxiety, I have been able to combat that, right? Um, it still happens. There's still moments where I can feel the feelings and that's what I'm going to talk about today is how I'm able to actually identify when I'm about to freak out um, because I would get like panic attacks to the point where I like hyperventilate. I've passed out literally from them. Um, and I was, I, I've learned how to physically, uh, uh, I, I, what's the word I'm thinking for? I can't find the word. So I, I was able to identify the physical triggers that could, were telling me that my body was telling my brain, you're about to freak out. Something here is freaking you out. And I was like, okay, so now I know what those physical triggers are. So I can be like, okay, I know what to do. I have a set of things that I can do now to make sure that it doesn't get worse. So here's what some of them are. So my physical triggers can include, they can be different things, right? Everyone has different ones specifically. Um, for me, it comes like, like I'll be clenching my jaw. I can feel it in my jaw and I feel tense up here because I'm holding my breath. So you get like tense. Um, I'll have, I'll notice I'm holding my breath also. I will, be like, like I'll hold my breath and I won't be able to speak or I'll speak way too much. As you can see, I still do it sometimes where I just hold my breath and just like, just like word vomit, just say all these things. Um, so I do that and I'll, I'll like do fidget with my hands. I'll do some fidgety thing. Um, I'll just like look down. So I'll be like, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I shutting down? Why am I like closing in on myself? And then, uh, here's, here's the thing. When you 
have, this is something that I've learned about habits, right? And I've talked about habits before. So when you have a habit, it's like, here's the cue and here's the, uh, like, this is the cue and this is the reaction or the next step. Like this is the behavior that is cued. So if, if I physically start to respond a certain way, this is cueing my brain to freak out. That's essentially what my habit was. So I would, something would make me panic. Like I would be in a restaurant having to order food. So me seeing the person I have to speak to to order the food was the cue for me to freak out. So I would like put my head down. I would like, like my, I would get like tunnel vision. I'd be like, okay, I'm super nervous. So it would just cue that. And so essentially what happens is it triggers the part of your brain, the fight or flight. Um, because it's a fear. So an anxiety is essentially like a fear, right? Something you're afraid of. And when you're afraid of something, your brain flips into fight or flight mode um, because it's like, do I run from this thing? Do I fight this thing or do I freeze? Um, so anxiety, for the most part, people freeze. <laughs> They're like, uh, ah, what do I do? Um, so that's usually what happens. And so in my fight or flight mode, as has been triggered and uh, there's, there's a way to change that. You got to change the way that the key, the response to the cue. So what I do is when I'm at home, I would start to practice deep breathing through mindfulness practicing. So getting in the zone uh, and practicing mindfulness is the big thing that I wanted to say. So like right now, I was holding my breath and it's not because I'm anxious. It's because anxiety and excitement are essentially the same thing. And the only difference between the two is your mindset. <laughs> it's like a roller coaster, right? You're on the roller coaster, you're excited, but you're also like nervous and a bit anxious. Cause you're like, ah, this is crazy. Um, so it's almost exactly the same feeling. It's just what you, um, what connotation you have to, the situation that is triggering those emotions anyway so i right now i'm excited so i'm like doing similar things but i'm but i'm not anxious you know i'm just like excited about it so it's interesting it's basically the same and so here's what you do i'm doing it right now deep breaths my friend so it's deep breaths and part of the reason why i say this is because it is scientifically proven to change the way that your body is physiologically feeling. It changes your neurochemistry. It changes the pathway of the information that you are taking in, in your brain. So you are no longer in the fight or flight, like crazy mode. What happens is you are using your prefrontal cortex. Okay. Which I've spoken about before in this video, not in this video, no more. It was in a different one, but you, if you know me, if you've listened to the doozy day stuff before, you know how much I like talking about the brain. So let me reiterate for you what the prefrontal cortex does. So it's the part that's right between, right behind your eyebrows, your prefrontal cortex in your brain. It's the most, it's the newest part of your brain, right? And it explains your sense of self, your sense of time, your uh, logic, your rationality and reason. It's what makes us more human, right? The, the ability to be like, I am Miranda. Uh, it is June 
right now. Honestly, I don't know what day it is right now. June the 9th, I think. And, you know, so we can, we can do those things. Um, we have a sense of self, all of that. So when you're in fight or flight mode, that it's called transient hypofrontality. It's when your brain actually, uh, it's when your brain actually shuts down a little bit, temporarily slows down the, the, the prefrontal cortex. And it switches to fight or flight. Like, you gotta run. Get away from this place. You are terrified and this is a very fearful situation. Or you, or you fight. You gotta attack the thing. You have to just go through and battle it. You're like, I just have to do this. I have to do it. I have to get it over with. And then I can move on. Um, and then I'll be safe. Or you freeze. You're just like, ah. <laughs> so that's what happens, right? So you want to switch out of that to the prefrontal cortex. So deep breaths. They help to physiologically change and tell your brain to switch. Um, and you can do it. And so I, I combine two techniques. One is deep breathing and two is counting down from five. Um, I believe Mel Robbins talked about this. So because it takes more logic um, and, and brain power to count backwards than it does to count forwards, it actually helps to switch on this part of your brain. Um, it, you need to you need to change the pathway of your brain to go from like freaking out, emotional, like crazy terror in your brain, and you want to switch to logic. So counting down from five. So I say take five deep breaths, counting down from five. And that is just a start. It's a good start for anybody and it's simple to do and you don't have to make it obvious. And I'll tell you, you don't have to do anything special because there's a lot of times that I've listened to a lot of people say, oh, you have to take three breaths. You have to take five breaths. You have to take 10 breaths. Like, and all I'll say is to start with five because you can count down from five, four, three, two, one. And it takes that much time, at least for your brain to switch over to the right part of your of the the right state of mind right so you want to you want to do that so count down from five and take those five deep breaths while you're doing it and and you don't have to hold it in for a certain amount of time either i'll say do what's what feels right for you because i think at the end of the day that's the most that's the most rational thing i'm not going to say hold your breath for um six seconds if if you can't do that right if it doesn't feel comfortable then it's not going to make you feel better so take take your deep breaths inhale for as long as feels comfortable hold for as long as feels comfortable and the only thing is make sure the exhale is a little bit longer than the inhale and that's all i'll say is do that five times while counting down from five and that will help just take you out of that freak out and into your rational brain your rationality all right so that's the that's the first tip Another thing is, if, if that's not working, what you have to do is change the, the environment. Because what's happening is your environment is causing you to react. Um, whatever's giving you anxiety is something, is that it, you have to remove yourself from that setting. So what do you do? Uh, there's a couple of things. Things that I would do is put on headphones. So because it's sensory, you have to remove some of the senses. So one of them is auditory. So change, remove yourself 
in one way through sound. So put on headphones and you're removing that and you can, it helps you kind of recenter. Um, physically leaving the environment, so just walking out to a different room, looking at something, uh, reading something. People go on their phones now, you have that option to remove yourself from the setting and just like zone in. Um, if you talk to somebody that you love, maybe you can call somebody or text somebody, hear their voice, get the reassurance, um, so long as they've agreed to, to, to help you out. You don't want to, you know, put too much on someone else, but if, if they're willing to help, then by all means, make sure you have that person. Um, so that's another thing is just remove that sensory, go for a walk, put on some headphones, um, maybe when you get the food, once you start eating, you can just change your focus to that. And, and yeah, so those are a couple different things, but that's what I wanted to say to say is essentially you need to change the habit so that when you, when you're in the freak out, you want it to become a natural response for you to start deep breathing. Cause in the moment you might not even remember this, this information that you've heard right now, you might not remember to count down from five and take deep breaths. You might not remember to do those things because you're too busy freaking out because it's all in your brain and it, and it, and you're not really in control at that point. It just happens. And it just, once it starts, it just triggers, um, whatever habit you currently have odd, the automatic response that you have to whatever, whatever stresses you out, that's just going to keep running until you start actually changing it. Right? So when you're at home or in a comfortable place, uh, and maybe you start to feel one of those physical triggers that you should identify. Is it like, oh, my shoulders are tense or I'm clenching my jaw or um, something's going on and I can feel myself getting anxious. Then what you do is actually practice the deep breathing, actually practice the thing that you're going to do to de-stress. And it, I recommend doing as long as you can again. Um, and as you get better at it, do it for a longer period. Um, but make sure that you're actually giving yourself the time to practice that when you're at home or in that safe place and you can begin to create a new habit to replace the old bad habit, um, of where, where you couldn't resolve the, the stress and you change it to be a much more positive um, and, and relaxing state of mind. So then naturally when you get that stress trigger and your, your cue is originally going to be freak out, you're going to start feeling those feelings, all the emotions, you're, you're going to feel your brain almost shutting off because that's kind of what's happening is it's not shutting off, but the part of your brain that we're used to using is, is slowing down. Um, and you want to make sure that you can zoom back into, come back into reality. Um, and so what you do is you'll automatically just go like, <sighs> you'll just get that deep breath because you practiced it already. You've been practicing it and then it comes naturally and you're able to do your, your calm down routine. Um, and yeah, so it feels a lot better. And here's the thing is it's, the deep breaths don't have to be super obvious. And here's the thing. I see people doing deep breaths all the time in public and I'm like, yeah, you go, you take those deep breaths. Cause I know how good that feels. It actually makes me want to take a deep breath. You know, when I see other people taking deep breaths, I don't know if that, maybe you feel the same way. Maybe when you heard me taking deep breaths, you just started doing it too, because it just feels good to do. 
Um, and there's a ton of reasons why. It's all good. It changes the, uh, it changes when you take deep breaths, changes your heart rate, it changes your blood pressure, it changes your respiratory rate, your breathing rate, um, and it, it helps to shift the neurochemicals and the pathway of information um, in your brain so that you're not freaking out anymore. And just, I just say, zone in, tune into yourself uh, and tune out of the external environment that's stressing you out. And yeah, so those are the things that really do help me quite a lot that I want to share with you guys. So that's essentially, I, I guess I'll tell you a quick story um, about one of my really bad anxiety attacks and kind of how I was able to get out of it. Most of the time, um, it's kind of a similar thing, but here's what happened was I had this, this was a couple years ago, I was in high school and I had a therapist appointment. I got a therapy appointment and it was in a new place with a new person because my old therapist had like left and I was already upset about that because I had to meet somebody new and basically share my whole story again. And I didn't know where to go in the hospital. Um, and then, so what happened is I called them to see like, just to check in about the appointment. And I was on hold for like a really long time and it was getting close to the time I had to be there. And I was like, okay. So I started freaking out. So I called my mom and she didn't pick up. And then I called my dad and he didn't pick up. And I called again and again, called everybody. And nobody was picking up. And then I go and I call the hospital. I'm on hold for so long. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. And I was like, nobody's picking up. What do I do? Um, and I was like, I have to go. So I was like, I have to bike to the hospital. I have to go. So I get on my bike and I start going and I'm hyperventilating because I was freaking out for some reason, just because I couldn't reach anyone. I didn't know where to go. I was scared. I knew I had to talk to people at the hospital. Now when I got there in person, I had to like speak to people, which caused me anxiety because I had social anxiety. So I was like, this is going to be the worst. And, and so I was biking hyperventilating and it got to the point where I literally passed out and I fell off of my bike while going to the hospital and it was freaky um, and I remember essentially getting a phone call finally somebody called me back it was my dad and he's like what's going on what happened and I told him I was like I was like I was I was riding my bike to the hospital and I was hyperventilating and I fell off my bike and I you know, I don't know where my appointment is. And I was like trying to tell him. And then basically he just, he just spoke to me. He reassured me like, you're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Uh, we'll, we'll get you, you just go to the hospital, talk to this person and do that. And I was like, okay. And then that was it. I got essentially having somebody that I cared about, give me reassurance, um, let me know that it's going to be okay. Gave me some advice. It helped me sort things out in my brain. And I was like, actually, this is going to be fine. You know, nothing was really a threat at all. I was just freaking out. And um, I was able to calm down. And yeah, so then it turned, nothing was bad in the end. Nothing was, there was nothing to be afraid of, but it was just so, such a real threat to me that it caused me to react that way. Um, and for me, a lot of the times getting out of the anxiety is, is when somebody else reassures me that it's gonna be okay because it's an external thing. <laughs> You know, because in my world, if if I'm trying to if I'm trying to control the way that I'm feeling through thought alone, um, 
in that moment, it just won't work. There's nothing I can really tell myself that will get me out of it um, because it'll just keep spiraling. So it, it's either remove myself, you know, listen to music, read a book, go on my phone, or now it's just like if somebody calls me and talks to me, it's just like getting some external um, input. <laughs> Um, and that's that's the thing that helps so thanks for listening and um, you know if you have any similar experiences let me know and like if this if you guys try these things also let me know I want to know if you've given it a shot and if it worked for you if you've tried something similar um, yeah let me know and then don't forget to like comment subscribe um, share this information share the links with people that you love so you can help them out a little bit and it helps me out too so yeah that's everything and i hope you guys have a great rest of your day i want you all to stay in motion to stay in gratitude to stay in expansion to act with intention be consistent and focus on the goal and remember it is not just about achieving the goal but it is who you become on the way so keep good company and enjoy the ride my friends thank you so much for coming have a great, 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 wonderful, fantastic, and beautiful day. Um, you are truly magical and cool and super awesome, and you're getting so much better at all of the things that you're doing simply by giving that little bit of effort every day. So keep it up. <laughs> and ciao for only now, my friends. <laughs>